0: Bismillah ar rahim wa ala al-kareem. Amma abad. Alhamdulillah. Tonight is the 15th of November in the year 2023. And Alhamdulillah, we moved on to the 13th night that we're going through the illustrious and blessed life of the Eminent Companion. Sayyidina Abu Hurairah So after spending a few sessions highlighting the hardships that this noble companion put himself through to now mention a divine gift given to him. So the section is entitled The Miraculous Pouch. So Sayyidina Abu Hurairah he himself relates I once brought some dates to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi sallam and I said, Please supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them for me. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then lined them up in front of him, supplicated. And he said to me, Aj'al hunna fi mizwad. Yadaka Put them in the pouch and then put your hand in it when you desire, but do not bring them out to check them. I Subhanallah. I thus gave such and such wasak from it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ate and fed others from it. It was always on my waist. فَلَمَّا قُتِلَ اللَّهُ عَنْ When Uthman was killed, it was cut from my waist and it fell. So this is the report. So first where is it recorded. So the hadith is recorded in Tirmidhi. Number three thousand eight hundred and sixty-five who graded Hassan Ghadib. Ahmed in his Musnad number eight thousand six hundred and twenty eight Hassan. Behaki in his Delah in Nubua six 109 one or nine. Ibn Hiban in his Sahih number six thousand five hundred and thirty-two. Abu nuim in his Delay in Nubuah page three seven one to two. Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabakat Ishaq ibn Rahawe in his Musnad. Hafiz ibn Katir in his Al Fusul fi Sirat al Rasul, page 241 of the New English Translation, Mishkat, volume 4, number 161, in the chapter on His sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, miracles, and Sheikh Al Bani rahmatullah graded it Hassan. So it's a well authentic report recorded in the Blessed Sunnans and also the famous collections. So Abu Haredah, now this is what's fascinating, he actually. Brought the dates to the Prophet and he humbly requested the Prophet please make a dua that Allah blesses them. So it wasn't something the Prophet gave him, he actually requested the Prophet. And the Prophet, showing his love for him, fulfilled his desire. And then, look how graphic he lined the dates up, meaning there wasn't many. He made a dua and then he gave him two commands. فِي مِزْوَتْ Put them in the pouch. And then put your hand in it. وَلَا تَنْفُرْ But do not bring them out to check the number. So he made a special dua on those few dates. He told them, Radi اللَّهُمْ Put it in your pouch. And whenever you desire, take the dates. But don't Take them out to count how many they are. <laughs> and then Abu Huraira, he didn't go into much detail. He just mentioned the, you know, the the facts. He goes, I gave such and such wasak from it fi sabirullah. We ate and fed others from it. It was always on my waist. So that you keep your keys with you. So I mean, that's precious. You don't want it to be lost. He had it always with him. And he goes, I gave so much, to Udh, I so they be blessed, including myself. But then the tragedy. <laughs> when Uthman was killed, it was cut from my waist, it fell. <laughs> Meaning on the day of the fitna when Amir al-Mu'minin was martyred brutally, he goes, also I lost this gift. <laughs> He goes, He was cut from my waist. So, this is one report. But there's another report which mentions the context. Now, if you look at this report I've mentioned, you get the impression, and you can't be blamed for it, that this was in Al Madina. <laughs> you get the impression that Abu Harera was in Masjid al Nabi, Ashab al Suf, and he asked the Prophet to make a dua. How far you'd be from the mosque? In Behaki in his Delay al Nubua, Abu Nu'im, in his Delay al Nubua, Imam Suyuti, in his Al-Khasa'is Al-Qubra, 2.51, adding details. Sayyidina Abu Huraira, he said, رضي anhu, during a battle in which Rasulullah was present, وسلم, we experienced a shortage of food. Rasulullah then asked me, Sallallahu الله وسلم, if I had anything to eat. And I said, yes. And I brought a few dates in my sashu. He then asked me to spread the dates on a mat, which I did. There were 21 dates in all. And Rasulullah took them out one by one, وسلم, held each date in his hand and invoked Allah Taala's name over it. He then put them all in a pile and said, now called so-and-so and his friends. So stop in the report. Now the context. It was during jihad. <laughs> so like I mentioned, most of the miracles occurred during jihad. <laughs> and it mentions there was a shortage of food, which was quite common in the time of the Prophet So look how close Abu Huraira was, as if he was next to him. He said, have you got any food? He goes, yes. And he had 21 dates. And look how... Interesting. The Prophet didn't take them all out at once. He took them out one by one. And each date, he made a dua. And then he put them in a pile, in a small little uh, pile. And he said, now call so-and-so and his friends. They came, they ate to their fill, and returned to the battlefield. This was repeated three times. So imagine. There's 12 small number of dates, the 21 dates were placed The companions, the mujahids, they came and ate. And this happened three times to their fill. All of them ate till they could eat no more. And they returned to the campaign. All of the dates were there as if they were not touched. So look how strange, you're eating dates and it's not going down. And they returned three times. After everyone had finished eating, Rasulullah took the dates into his hands, he placed them back into my sashul. He then said to me, whenever you intend to take from it, put your hand in it, do not ever empty the sashul by turning it upside down. So he goes, put it into the sashul, don't ever empty it. The sashul dush yielded me more than fifty wasak of dates as charity in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I would put this bike on the back of the animal I rode on, but it disappeared, i.e., on the day of Uthman's martyrdom. So now he's mentioning a, a measure, wasak. 50 wasak are mentioned here in this report. And in the previous report uh, no weight is mentioned but he he just mentioned such and such wasaks. So it's important to highlight what this weight is which I'll mention in a bit. Sayyidina Abu Hurairah he also confirmed this fact later Rasulullah gave me a few dates and I put them in a basket of ours and we hung it up in the roof of our dwelling. We continued to eat from it until the last of that was taken, i.e., by the people of Asham, when they raided Al Madina. This is recorded in Ahmed in his Musnad number eight thousand two hundred and ninety nine Sahih. However, the mention of the people of Asham is shart, odd and rejected. So let's look at this. So this is a Sahih report, but there's something strange in it. What's strange? Abu Hurairah radiyallahu said that. He's talking about the same dates because a note he had it upon him in his dwelling when he was at home, and also he carried it with him on travels. So there's no contradiction. But he said, We ate from it until the last of it was taken by the people of Asham when they raided Al Madina. So the scholars they point out the mention of the people of Asham is an error. For it was the rebels from other parts of the Islamic world who had gathered around the Amir al-Mu'mineen Sayyidina Uthman's dwelling at the time which ultimately tragically led to his brutal and hard-rendering martyrdom. So this is an error of a narrator. It wasn't the people of Sham who was causing the fitna. It was the people of Iraq and other places. So it does not make no difference to the report, but the scholars point out that is Shah, it's odd and rejected. So all of this confirms that he was given these dates. The hadith indicates sahih that he was certainly given these debts. So now how much did he grieve over it? So obviously you can imagine he's going to be grieved so much losing this precious gift. The grief over this loss was beyond comprehension. For in his own words, Abu Huraira said, الله, There were three such calamities that afflicted me as a Muslim the magnitude of which I have never experienced before. The first is the passing away of Rasulullah when I was still an inadequate companion of his. Mm. The second is the assassination of Uthman And the third is the pouch to carry provision for the journey. Mm. This is in Behaki in al Nubu'ah. Al Bidayah, volume 6, page 117, Fatul Badi, Hayada al Sahaba, volume 5, page 587 to 8 of the New English Translation. So he himself said these were the three most, you know, great or most calamitous things that happened to me. The first is Rasulullah's passing. The Prophet himself said this is the greatest fitna that will, uh, this is the greatest test that will afflict my ummah, my passing, said Allah. And he humbly said when I was still an inadequate companion because the humility he's saying I wasn't polished the Prophet passed away I wish I had more time with him he goes the second calamitous event was of man's martyrdom Because this was truly hard and if you go into the details you will realize this and what was the third thing he mentioned the pouch to carry provision for a journey so think about that if I mentioned that report at the beginning you would think, what on earth is this pouch? Mm-hmm. Rasulullah's passing, I understand, sallam, of Ma'an's martyrdom, I understand, What's this pouch. Mm-hmm. So that shows that when he lost it, he was devastated, because this was something directly from the unseen, the gheb Allah was giving him. Indeed, Abu Huraira, would thus often recite the following couplet. لِلْنَّاسِ <laughs> حَمَّنْ وَلِي Hammani بَيْنَهُمْ حَمُّ الْجِرَابِ وَحَمُّ الْشَيْخِ عُثْمَانِ Today people mourn one affliction, whilst I two. One is the grief of my sasha, the other is the grief of the Shaykh Uthman. (laughs) This is recorded in Mirqat, number 5933, or volume 10, page 270. Imam Sayyuti, in his Al-Khasa'is Al-Qubra, 2-59. So, now, like I mentioned, I think yesterday or the session before, he had a beautiful voice. When he was a servant, he would sing odes to make the journey shorter and to encourage the camels. I mentioned this. So, he would often recite couplets. So, this is something that the people memorized from him because he often recited this. Today, people mourn one affliction but I mourn too mm-hmm. one is the grief of my Sasha the other is the grief of the Sheikh Uthman mm-hmm. so he was telling people you all went through one calamity and it's true the grief of Uthman's murder is heartbreak because I went through two <laughs> one is the Sasha he goes Allah put that upon me as well so now the question how many dates? Did this noble man take from this miraculous pouch? So he himself said in one report, "Should I not inform you of how much I ate from it? I ate more than two wasak from it." This is in Bayhaqi in his Dalai al nubua al-Bidaya, volume six, page one one seven, Fath al-Bari Ayat al-Sahaba, volume five, page five eight seven to eight of the New English Translation. So what did he himself say first? He's talking about himself. Nobody else. He goes, I ate and he didn't say equal, because more meaning is definitely more than this. More than two wasak. So what is two wasak? Two wasak is three hundred and eighty-four kilograms. So even in today's day and age, if you say to a person who deals in debts, give me ten kilos of debts, that's a lot of debts. He goes. I ate more than three hundred and eighty-four kilograms of dates. Definitely more. That's himself. So when did he receive this gift? It was in the last few years of the Prophet's life. So let's say three years, and then twenty. So for twenty-eight years or thirty years, he ate him from that pouch. Three hundred and eighty-four, more than three hundred and eighty-four kilograms. And don't forget, there was twenty-one dates in there. The other report. In Behaki, in his Delay al Nubu'a, Abu Na'im, in his Delay al Nubu'a, Imam Sayyuti in his Al khasais Is Al Qubra 2 51, mentions more than 50 wasaks. Hmm. Those now the weight would be around 9,000 kilograms. Hmm. SubhanAllah, is there a contradiction? No, hmm. because maybe he's now talking about everybody else. Hmm. So look how amazing he was feeding dates of paradise to people who would come to him. <laughs> imagine you go to see your sheikh, he goes, Why are you went. I'm going for blessings, mashallah. Mm. What's the blessings? Dates from paradise. Mm. You know, imagine saying that, you think, What are you talking about? Dates from paradise. Where mm. is he getting these dates from? He goes, Go and ask him. Mm. So imagine you go, he just put his hand in the pouch. There you go. Mm. <laughs> imagine just. Alhamdulillah, more. Right? And he bears it 9,000 kilograms. <laughs> How many truckloads is that? But alas, with Uthman's martyrdom, he was lost. So, now another point which is very important to highlight. Hafiz ibn Hajj al Asqalani said in Bari, from these narrations, it is learnt that whoever is given some form of rizq or is honored with a karama, a miracle, or receives a divine subtlety in any matter. He must constantly give thanks and recognize that the gift is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not attempt to change that condition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best said Ibn Hajar. So now what is the command now? So this is a miracle. So we could get it if we're close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you might get some sort of provision miraculously. So what are we supposed to do? So Ibn Hajar Rahmatullah Alayhi said, If you are given the honor of a karamat, you must constantly do shukr. So obviously you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly. Alhamdulillah, shukrulullah. You recognize this from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you must not attempt to change that condition. You must protect it. So now somebody goes, give me an example. In the time of uh, the companions, uh, Abu Darda, the hadith is in Abu Na'im and his Dila'il Nubu'a and Hayat al Sahab. And he invited Salman al Farsi, who was paired up by the Prophet. So the Prophet does not paired up Salman and Abu Darda. So they were brothers. So Abu Darda invited Salman to come, الله, and he had something in a, you know, in a bowl, and he was being, you know, with firewood. It was being heated up. So when Salman entered and Abu Darda was with him, the pot suddenly started to, they started to hear zikr coming from the pot. So imagine what zikr was happening. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allah, allah whatever. And then the pot started to rise. And then it started to spin. Abu Darda said, Look, Salman. When he said that, the pot went back to the ground. Salman then said, Why did you talk? Because we would have seen more wonders. And that's the report. So, what was Salman teaching Abu Darda? Don't make any attempt to change it. You see a miracle, you don't start jumping up and down like a hooligan, right? You just Look and you think, subhanallah, don't say anything. <laughs> don't attempt to change it. You say anything, Allah ta'ala will take it away. <laughs> so Ibn Hajar Askalani, a meal mu'mineen of hadith, he goes, do constant shukr. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not attempt to change it. And then he humbly said, Allah ta'ala knows best. <laughs> Another thing the awliya do with the gifts, they hide it. <laughs> That's why you hear many times the scholars say, May Allah subhanahu wa ta sanctify his secret. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. If you've not heard that, then I don't know, right? May Allah sanctify his secret. So when you hear it, you think, what was what's the shaykh mentioning? What's the secret? They're saying that the awliya have got, got gifts from Allah. Subhanahu wa. They hide it. They don't like it. Why? Because they're protecting it. So a proof of that. In Omal Hayat Hayata Sahib, one of the companions, he was walking from the masjid to his dwelling. And someone noticed that there was a cloud shading him. <laughs> Only him. So it was high up. <laughs> so imagine brilliant hot day, everybody getting hit by the sun. But they, he goes, Why is there no sunlight on this? And he realized this is this, this dot, dotted cloud. So he follows the companion with He gets to his dwelling. And then he says to the companion, he goes, Don't you see? So the companion that the who said, and he entered the dwelling. <laughs> so what was the companion teaching him? The worry about it. So what do the scholars say? <laughs> May Allah sanctify their secret. Imam Abu Hanifa, what was his gift? And he asked for it to be taken away. Imam Abu Hanifa, he would see the sins falling of people in wudu. We believe it because the Prophet said it. The Prophet said your sins fall when you wash your various pots. So, we believe it. Have you seen it? So, he's seeing it. And then, various reports he tells one person next to him doing voodoo, he goes, Do toba from theft. The man got shocked. He goes, How does he know I've committed theft? And anyway, he's doing this and he gets really frustrated, Imam Abu Hanifa, because he didn't like to see the sins of others. The Prophet said, Concentrate on yourself, overlook the faults of others. But for him, it was a problem because he's seeing it. So, imagine you want to see Imam Abu Hanifa. Right? So anyway, he makes du'a. He goes, oh my Lord, please take it away. I don't like to see the failings of others. He went, mm-hmm. right? So Lord, no, these are the all, yeah. So again, all this, is this part of our deen? One hundred percent is part of our deen. But when you go back to the revelation, you find out where the truth of the matter is. So note, he was given this pouch. Now what's interesting? This was during jihad, they were suffering again. And Abu Hurairah has requested this. So note, the Prophet fulfilled this request, according to the first report. And it's authentic. So let us just now take a glimpse into the immense love this noble man had for our beloved messenger, obviously we can't go through it in any great detail, but let's take a glimpse. Indeed, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah's love was so intense he could not bear to be away from the Rasulullah for the moment. So how do we know that? Hmm. Sayyidina Abu hurairah himself he relates, Rasulullah, I once said to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Inni idala aituka tabat nafsi wa aini ta'ini, fa anbi'ni an kulli shay. Verily, when I see you, my soul becomes happy, my eyes become cool. Please now inform me about everything. I, from what is it is created?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He said, "Allah Almighty." said, khulika min ma." Everything was created from water, O oh, Abu Huraira, mm-hmm. I then asked, "An ba'ni an amlin idha akhltu bihi now please inform me of a deed which I do that will take me into paradise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, "Afshis salam mm-hmm. wa at imittaaam wa silil arham wa qum bil lailliy wa nasu ni'am thummad khulil jannata bi salam." Feed people, spread peace, join family ties and pray at night when people are sleeping, and you will enter paradise safely. So let's look at this. So where is it recorded? In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, number 7932, 8295, 8296, 9084, 10,399, with a Sahih chain of transmission. Hakim in his Mustadrak 4-160, Sahih, Zahabi, Sahih, Ibn Hibban in his Al-Ihsan, number 2,559 or 4-155 Sahih Shaykh Ahmad Shaqir stated Sahih in his checking of the Musnad 15-72 as did Shaykh Albani rahmatullahi alayhi, in his Irwa ul ghalil 3-237 so this is another absolutely flawless report though it's not in the 6 it's in Imam Ahmad's Musnad and other references so look at the first thing Abu Hurairah said he didn't just ask the Prophet for knowledge what was the first thing he said That Allah alayhi what did he say Yes, tell me about everything no mm. this shows that your love for the Prophet is pretty pretty weak <laughs> was the first thing he said before he asked anything Ya Rasulullah <laughs> Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when I see you my soul becomes happy my eyes become cool then he said and please inform me about everything now think about that even before he's asking look how happy he is he goes I'm so happy because I'm trying to explain the other student like my soul is literally coming out in happiness my eye is cool right? because looking at you but please tell me about everything <laughs> now, sort of, if you think about the question what is what was he asking tell me about everything my what would you say to that? Would you mean everything? The Prophet didn't even ask him. The Prophet said, Everything was created from what?" Now, what's interesting here. The Quran mentions that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, in one verse in Surah Anbiya, he says, Do not the unbelievers see that the heavens and the earth were one solid mass which we split asunder and that we created everything from water. أَفَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا What they believe. So Allah the Almighty and glorious in one verse, imagine in Surah Anbiya He gives you the origins of creation and the origins of the substance of creation. Which is proved scientifically. The Big Bang has virtually now become a scientific fact. And it's completely in line with this verse. And they also say everything is based upon water, the cytoplasm. So scientifically, how did the Prophet know that 1,400 years ago? Because everything was made from water. So Abu Huraira then asked, R.A please inform me of a deed if I do it I will enter paradise now look at the eloquence of the Prophet this is the problem you read the English you completely destroy the eloquence (laughs) how did he start off the answer (laughs) spread peace how did he finish the answer جَنَّةَ You will enter paradise in peace. So he starts with salam and he finishes with salam. And look at how he's answered. السَّلَامِ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّاسُ بِالسَّلَامِ Translate that. And here's the translation. Complete destruction to the eloquence. Spread peace. Feed people. Join family ties. Pray at night. When people are sleeping, you will enter paradise safely. Did the Prophet speak English? Right? So whenever you're hearing a translation, you should grieve. You're thinking, these are not his words. And look at the eloquence. Just rolling up the blessed tongue of the Prophet So these these are very special to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Feeding people, spreading peace, joining ties, tahajjir when people are sleeping. You will enter
1: paradise.
0: Hmm. So the Prophet told him. And another report to finish. Abu Harairah said to the greatest of creation Ya Rasulullah We say to each other when we see you our hearts become soft and we become people of the next life. Hmm. But when we depart from you we then attach to this world And we approach women and children. The Prophet said, O Abu Huraira, if you had remained in the same state as when you are with me, then the angels, would shake hands with you and visit your dwellings. This is in Abu Dawud at Tayalasi, number 2583-4, to graded Hassan, and Ibn Hiban, number 2621, Sayyid. So now Abu Huraira, look at his love for the Prophet He says, when we when we see you, we just think of Akhirat. Paradise, paradise. But when we leave you, we get attached to dunya. And then we approach our women and children. So he was actually saying, is there anything wrong? Is something happened to us? Is there hypocrisy here? The Prophet didn't say anything. In other words, because this is human nature. But then he said, look how interesting. If you remain in the same state as when you are with me, meaning it's possible, mm. then angels will be shaking your hands and angels will enter your dwellings. So, what are you saying to Abu Huraira? Keep working, keep working on your Iman. So, now there's another report which is more famous. The hadith is in Sahih Muslim and Mishkat, and there was a companion called Hanzada, and what happened was, he was with the Prophet, I'm summarizing the report. When he was he was with the Prophet, وسلم, and then he went to his dwelling and he's talking to his wife and playing with his children. And all of a sudden, he has that shock moment, you know, he goes into shock. He runs out of the house. He goes, Hanzal has become Munafik. Hanzal has become Munafik. So, who does he bump into as he's running? Abu Bakr. <laughs> and Abu Bakr goes, What's the matter, Hanselah? He goes, when I'm with the Prophet, wa sallam, he goes, I just see nothing but the paradise. Soon as I leave his presence, he goes, I forget everything. I'm monafic. Abu Bakr goes, I'm munafik. let's go. And they both wish to the Prophet. Wa and then the Prophet looks at the two companions and Hanzalla speaks. And the Prophet wa sallam, said, Oh Hanzallah, there is a time for this and there's a time for that. <laughs> Meaning this is human nature. That you, when you're in the company of those near to Allah, you feel you're in paradise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you're with, you know, away from them, then you, you're back in dunya. But then he said the same thing. However,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you remain in the same state with me, angels would shake your hands and visit your dwellings. Oh Hanza. Mm-hmm. Now what's interesting about this report, why did the Prophet not address Abu Bakr? Because <laughs> he got to that state. The Prophet didn't say, oh, Abu Bakr, or oh Hanza." <laughs> And what's interesting, Abu Bakr let Hanzala speak. Mm -hmm. Meaning that he's reached that stage, but he was comforting Hanzala. So, Lord Abu Huraira experienced this as well. This is why the scholars say that those who turn away from Rasulullah's remembrance suffer a similar fate. So they were literally leaving his presence, Mm -hmm. physically. Mm -hmm. And he affected them. Mm -hmm. That's why when he passed away, what did they say? Because everything became dark. And we started looking around Mm Before we even took the dust of our hands. (laughs) Because the Prophet just been buried. Because we were now like, we we suddenly felt fear, thinking what's going to happen now. (laughs) So that was the physical presence of the Prophet The scholars say, it's the same with his remembrance. If you stop remembering Rasulullah, you get trapped. (laughs) The scholars constantly say, remind yourselves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. (laughs) And the Sahaba would say that. Let us remember our Lord for a while. Mm. Why? Because if you don't hear Allah, Allah's name and his messengers, you will suffer. Mm. And some people are suffering severely. Why? Because they haven't heard Allah, Allah's name or his messenger for you know literally months.
1: Mm.
0: What do you expect can happen to them? <laughs> so this is why we constantly remind each other. Allah, Allah says in the Quran, remind, the reminder is beneficial for the believers. And your mind also means you may have heard it as well before. But even that is beneficial that you're reminding each other. You know, subhanallah. So all I mentioned today was two things. One was the miraculous pouch, the divine gift given to Sayyidina Abu Hurairah, which he treasured greatly. And he shared immensely with others, which is very important. And then I mentioned how much he ate and gave to others and was the rulings with regards to miracles and how you protect them. O karamah. And then I started the subsection where we'll we're taking now a glimpse into his great love for our beloved Messiah. Are there any questions you like to ask?